Hello again. Welcome. This is the Brattlecast. My name is Jordan Rich. I have the the great pleasure of sitting down with this man, Ken Gloss, on a regular basis. And we just talk about his work with the Brattle Bookshop. And uh, we talk about books, old, new, and in between, and all the great stories that abound. And we really want to thank people for writing in with their questions. And Ken, today, uh, a subject that's very prescient because there are book fairs in all the major cities that have been scheduled, but things are changing because of COVID. The question is, book fairs have gone virtual. What do you think about this? Where are we headed? I, I will start off 100%. I like live book fairs. I like them being done the way we have done them for years right. and years and years. Uh, but we can't do them. So uh, the virtual book fairs, uh, now, it's interesting because now it used to be the the major book fairs in the United States, and then there were London and other cities too, were in Boston and New York and uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco. And tell you the truth, one of the things I really liked about it was going to New York, going to San Francisco, going to Los Angeles. Uh, my wife and I would... Uh, go a few days early and we'd go to see a play and we'd go out to other friends. I think that virtual book fairs are things that people are enjoying. They're buying things at, they like them. They're just totally different. Uh, for instance, uh, the Boston book fair, we, the, the way they're set up, it, it's, it opens, uh, it, actually this year will be November 12th through the 14th. Mm -hmm. But, we can put 50 books in the fair. We photograph them. We get them ready. We describe them. Uh, they show up on the screen the same time for everybody. There are about 150 dealers who will be all over the world doing it. Uh, and then people can click on and go from booth to booth. And the, what they also allow us to do is as books sell, we can add another 10 in. So in other words, if you have 50 and you sell five or 10 of them, you can keep having a, a stock of 50. When I normally do a book show at the Boston, when we do it at the Heinz Auditorium, I bring a hundred boxes of books. <laughs> Forget about 50. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more to browse at. There's a, uh, but on the other hand, in the time of COVID and where people can't get together, it does give a lot of dealers, myself included, a chance to sell things to maybe people that we wouldn't normally see uh, and have. Internationally, perhaps. Well, here's a question. I mean, so much of what we're experiencing, uh, people are now judging, well, that was well presented. That was well technically, you know, brought to bear. And then there are things that are more shoddy and it's not anyone's fault. It's just the nature of technology. But tell me a little bit about the Boston Fair, since that's so close to home. Uh, from a technical point of view, how easy will it be to navigate? How extended, extensive will it be for the for the readers? Well, it will be for the for the person who wants to see it. Either be either a lot of professional book dealers look, librarians, uh, collectors. You get onto the site uh, through the New England uh, or Boston book fair. You get onto the site, and it's pretty easy to click from booth to booth to booth. There's a shopping cart. Um, also, uh, the dealers, like myself, we're available. In other words, people either email us or many of them will call us uh, and say, well, I saw this picture of this book or that book. 
Can you describe it a little better? Can you tell us about it? But I, again, it does sell books. It does, it's sort of a stopgap where people who are interested in books still can see large stocks of 150 different dealers. Uh, and we also have seminars. We have someone talking about voting rights for women, suffrage, another woman talking about a black fortune teller in Boston who a book's been written about, another person talking about cookbook collections. And, you know, obviously this all comes up. Um, and then uh, there's a group that talk about their collections. So that all is good and well. And it also opens it up to a lot of people who can't just say, oh, I'm going to get on a plane and come to Boston or even, uh, you know, get out at a certain time. So it does open it up to a larger audience in many ways. From my point of view, though, I miss the social contact. I miss uh, going out to dinner with somebody. I miss someone's coming into the booth who has never seen a book before. And you can say, here, look, hold this, touch it. Mm. Uh, you know, what are you interested in? And the person might say, well, I'm interested in this. And you sort of say, well, you know, have you ever looked at this? Have you ever mm. tried that? Uh, so I think that although the virtual buying and selling, and I think this is online, I also think to some degree, even people working virtually out of their offices, away from everybody, I still think the person to person, knowing somebody. Also, if you make an online sale, it is great. And it's a great way to keep talking to people. But it makes me all the more want to, if it's a new customer, want to be able to see them and talk to them. It works wonderfully as an interim. But it's the personal contract. It's Many times you don't know a person until maybe you have a drink with them or, yeah. or you see their facial expression a little bit differently or I, I body would, language. I, I, don't, I know that neither one of us are gamblers, but if you were a betting man, though, you would have to think, I would imagine, that this kind of thing will return when we get back to normal of some kind. This kind of thing will return because it's all about people. It's all about tactile, touching things, holding things. And flipping through pages, I, I really believe it's going to come back. Do you have the same positive hope that it will? Well, I, I think that it will definitely come back. But I think what will happen is maybe those book shows that I was talking about will still come back. People will still go to them. They'll still enjoy them. But supplement to that might be that people set up virtual book shows, too. In other words, the the book the large book shows are usually in the winter in the West Coast in uh, March or April in New York uh, in Boston in November uh, in London in June and well obviously opening it up and even with the fears if people show some of their stock online that's great but maybe in August which people are usually away on vacation so the cities don't have big book fairs. Maybe there'll be a lot of these virtual book fairs, which will give a lot of people a, even more of a chance to see things. Uh, auction galleries have adjusted very well to this pandemic because they already had been doing a lot of online, online bidding, online items. Uh, and uh, as the technology gets better, yes, it, it, I think there'll be a melding or a merging of the two I still, though, think that 
the people coming in, the meeting someone, the having that contact with them, or even other people in our profession, for me, of seeing a lot of my colleagues that I see once or twice a year because they're at this show or that show. And many times, even though they might be the best uh, in their business of their thing, you know, I'd rather deal with somebody hmm. else or I'd rather work with somebody else. Or on the other hand, they might not be the greatest, but I really like this person. Right. You know, let's give them a break. And that's that's the part that the virtual doesn't uh, do as well. Also, what I find is when you have talks and presentations, and I've done a lot on Zoom, I do them at libraries and people can ask me and I'll uh, say yes most of the time. But uh, when you listen to a presentation on Zoom, it can be very good. But the question and answer period, mm. the contact, uh, it's a little better uh, when you're doing it live. Also, uh, when you're giving presentations and you're talking to people, uh, if as a presenter, if you're doing a talk at a book show, if you can see your whole audience and you can see the reaction to what you're saying and how it's going, that can make a big difference to you're looking at a screen and sometimes only seeing yourself. No, admittedly, I'd like, no, I, I, I much <laughs> rather see the audience. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And then a lot of times, too, when you're in a book fair live or doing a presentation, the thing ends. And then as you're walking out, one or two people will come up to you and ask you another question that maybe they didn't want to ask with everybody standing there. So I think Zoom, I mean, we're, how we're doing these uh, podcasts now, they work great. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, but when I walk into your office to do them, I don't see your colleagues. I don't see the other people. I don't right. get to chat and say hi. Uh, it, or when we're sitting there, you know, maybe there's something in my bag that I'm not showing you on the screen. What now. do you mean? Maybe there's always something in your bag. <laughs> I love, I love the grab bag. Exactly. But <laughs> so I think that virtual book fairs, and I think yeah. that they're wonderful. I actually think that if people want to get in touch with me, I can tell them about a lot of them. And I think they're wonderful. I think they're great. I think they're good for dealers. I think there's an incredible amount of interesting material and stuff on them. Uh, and they're also one of the things that I always suggest to people, usually you can look down a list when you, either when you go into a book fair live or you're doing one virtually, you can see the dealers and get an idea of what type of subjects. And I always suggest going, especially on the virtual ones, go to them first because your eyes can get very tired after a, an hour or an hour and a half and then maybe go back. Uh, another, another thing is that uh, with they allow us to restock during the fair. So you, as a buyer, you always want to be checking and uh, even dealers that you bought from already, or you could say, look, you're going to be restocking. What type of things do you have for the restock? Uh, but also, like you say, it's the vision, it's the tactile mm. being able to touch. So, it works. They're good. It's keeping a lot of people interested. It's helping a lot of dealers uh, sell things and still create cash flow to keep the businesses going. So I'm absolutely 100% in favor of virtual fairs. The Boston Fair in November on the 12th to the 14th, 
Uh, people have questions about it, they can get in touch. But I also am longing for the time when we get back to the normal fair uh, with people coming in. And I really honestly think what's going to happen is where a lot of this technology works so well, and it opens it up to so many people all over the world, that I think what you're going to start finding is sort of a combination of the two, one, one lead to the other, in uh, in using the best of both worlds. I'll take that. I'll take that. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we've got the technology which has saved so many people through this pandemic uh, with communication being so much better. But we also still have the the tradition that is the book. And I really appreciate it. I'm one of those guys who doesn't like to read on a screen. I like to read a book and hold it in my hands. I'm guessing you're the same kind of guy, right? Uh, very much so. I <laughs> The only things I like reading on a screen are things that I'm looking up pure information wise. Right. But right. if I'm going to sit down with a, a Stephen King novel or a biography of Alexander Hamilton or something like that, I like having the book. I like turning the pages. And I like to easily be able to say, where does this chapter end when it's like 11 o'clock <laughs> at night and my eyes are starting to close and easily be able to tell Okay, I only have three more. I got to make it exactly. Good for you, Ken. Exactly. Well, we thank all the fine folks who have been sending in questions and responding and communicating regularly at uh, brattlebookshop.com. You'll find so much great info there. And as Ken said in a previous podcast, do rate and review us. Tell us that you like us, and that'll just make it more popular. Isn't that the way it works? Beautiful. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you have questions about the Boston Fair in November, get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to fill you in on that. Thank you so much. He's Ken Gloss. I'm Jordan Rich. You've been listening to The Brattlecast.